Hi, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today, we're doing a writing episode. And today, the topic for writing is... Descriptions. Now, I think descriptions are the most important part of a story. I say that a lot. I say that uh, something is the most important of something a lot. But for descriptions, I think that descriptions make a story. No matter if you have good characters, you can have good, you can have good plot line, you can have good characters, but all of that goes void when you don't have a good description of those characters and plot line. Descriptions go many ways. Now, I think one activity that you can do to up your capabilities when it comes to describing things is maybe looking at an object and describing that object to the best of your abilities so that every single detail is not spared. Like, let's look at this lamp, for instance. This lamp is on my desk. The desk is behind the pencil sharpener in the corner of my desk where the overhang is. There are many lines going up and down the neck in which you can bend it freely. It is bended in a way that it curves inward then outward up to the head which is on. The room around it is dark so it illuminates brightly. It almost gives off a brown glow because of the wood around it. The head where the base is, where it keeps the light bulb attached, has holes going through it to keep it cool. There is a white semi-see-through cover surrounding the light in an almost cone-like shape, except for the point of the cone, which is cut off. My phone is sitting right next to it, which is going on, going off every time someone texts me. On the bottom of the lamp, there are four holes that I never use. There's dust plastered to the top, but it still shines. It's in the middle of the four holes on the ring that surrounds an almost coaster-like circle. Man, people are texting me today. Anyway. And that is what the description of the lamp is to me. There are some things about the lamp that I forgot to describe, like the on and off switch. Um, it's on the back of the head because there's no lamp shade. It's not like your typical lamp. It's like a desk lamp that shines in a specific area. It's almost a mix between a flashlight and a lamp uh, where instead of something encased in glass, it's encased in the covering. Um, the on and off switch is on the side, and you have to twist the switch to turn on and off. Um, that is what the description is. However, there are many things around the room that also need to be described. So what needs to be described in a scenario? I think that description needs to be met at a halfway point between the writer and the reader. You have to describe key aspects of a scenario. Like, things that stand out and are peculiar in a room. Like, my room has a shelf hanging where I keep all of my books. And it also has hooks on it, like a shelf. Not a shelf, but like a coat hanger. I have a drawer where I keep even more books to the left corner of my room. I have a bed with a huge backboard with overhangs with even more lamps with gray bedding and gray walls. I just described to you my room. 
and you have a basic understanding of where everything is in my room, but their imagination has filled in the rest of the room. You probably didn't know I have a fan in my room. Now a fan can go either ways. Do I have a ceiling fan? Do I have a fan sitting on my drawer? You don't know. So you have to infer which type of fan is it. In the case, of this, it's a fan that sits on my dresser. But you have to infer what I have in my room based on my character. So far, for my character, what, I, what I've shown you is I am very passionate about writing. So you would expect for me to have maybe a printer. Maybe I have some pens and pencils lying around. Maybe I have some crayons strewn about. Maybe I have some, I don't know, like some mechanical pencils that I keep by my bedside. Maybe I have books everywhere. Maybe I have some notebooks that I keep around. Maybe I have a dream journal. You never know. And so your brain fills in what's surrounding the character while you're reading. You don't have to, let's say that a book takes place in a forest. You don't have to tell me that there are trees are all around. But if there's a river in front of the character, then you have to tell me that. I'll fill in the rest of the surrounding in my head. That's why I think stream of consciousness writing is really good because the movie plays in my head and I'm able to give the necessary details while also keeping enough room, like wiggle room for the reader to make the story his own. Which is why I think that movie adaptions are so disappointing, right? Because when you're watching a movie, it's only one person's interpretation of the piece. You don't get to see what your what happens in your brain might be different than what happens in the screen, is what I'm saying. Uh, and I think that's where the disappointment is. That's always why the book is better than the movie. That's the common saying, anyway. And I think that with that, you have to be careful on... And I think you have to be really careful on how you describe things. Let me give you an example. Let's say I have an image in my mind of a monster. And that monster has sharp teeth, sharp claws, and that's all I really say about it. You have to be careful on how you go forward with describing this monster. How do you want the reader to interpret it, and what facts about the monster do you want them to imagine? I think Star Wars does a good... has a nice way of doing this. It's really cool how they can string together the stars and all these galaxies, and you just want more fed to you because you can... You can imagine what these planets look like. Just on the surroundings of the surface, you can imagine what the solar system looks like, if it's closer to the sun or not. You can infer a lot of these things, and the force just backs it up. It's really cool. In my opinion, there are many, many things that we can all do to heighten our understanding of how to describe something. How far do you want to describe something to where it gets tedious? Because you can get really boring 
works. If you describe every little thing to the most important detail, to the most minuscule detail. If I want to describe a mouse because it has significance to the so story, then I'll do that. But if I describe the inner workings of the mouse and every single thing that makes it work, it becomes tedious and the reader gets bored. So I think there's a nice in-between that has to be reached when describing and not describing something. If you spend too much time on one item describing every little detail, you're going to end up with a 20,000 page essay, essentially, and not a story. And that's all I really have to say about descriptions. You have to read, uh, you have to reach a happy medium, if you get what I'm saying. You have to reach that point where the reader doesn't get bored and you yourself don't have a thousand page story on your hands. That's all the time I have for today. I'll be seeing you guys in the next episode. Bye bye.